Hi, it's Becky from Thriving Language here and I'm really pleased today to be joined by Joe Royce who is an educational resourcer and we're going to find out more about this and discover about all the treasures that she's got in her recycled shop for education. So hi Joe, it's really nice to see you today. Hello, thanks for having me. Oh, and we've had a lovely tour around this amazing facility which um, is in Newent and we'll tell you a little bit later how you can find it and we'll pop some links on as well. So first of all, Joe, I want to know what is an educational resourcer? <laughs> so I basically squirrel items away <laughs> that I think that will be uh, great for education, uh, tactile resources, um, things that can be built on, real items that are open-ended. They all come into the recycling shop and I collect those, squirrel them, upcycle them and put them back into education for children to explore and, and play. Which is fantastic, isn't it? And we've been in your shop today and we can see there's some, um, you know, there's real objects, isn't there? So yeah. some things you make, but there's real objects and there's things yeah. like um, China and, you know, obviously we, we were going to sort of probably start somewhere else in this discussion, but I think actually where we're talking about China, it's really important to talk about the use of children having real objects to use, yeah. isn't it? And, and what's your thought on that? Um, I, I think the opportunity and the possibilities with real items such as China are absolutely endless. Um, it teaches children about cause and effect and I think and, and risk management and it is good for the environment because you have it that it's, plastic, it's not plastic. Um, it's a real object, yes, isn't it? And, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I also think a lot of the things that come in or that unfortunately people don't necessarily want tend to be old or vintage or be a bit different. And I think that opens up a whole possibility for, I used to have one like this, my grandma's got this. And, and it's just an absolute treasure pot of, you know, speech and language and discovery. And it's not just the item itself. It, it's, it's all those, history, yeah, it's it? what, what it creates and it, it's nostalgia. I think that's great yeah. for the things that children can learn just from, uh, you know, a, a teacup. That's it's, true. Uh, that's it, so true. Yeah. It's not, it's yeah. not just the, you know, the actual physical item itself and, and the way that you handle and manage it, it it's all the all the possibilities that it creates I think around that yeah, yeah. you're and it's I think I suppose you're talking about like understanding the world aren't yeah. you and recalling yeah and actually like you say from one of those objects and just feeling it yeah. and and tapping back into that that memory and building those brains from that as yeah. well that child development and that understanding yeah. and also really like you say communication language there's conversations yeah. around things you know and, and and where did it come from yeah. and what's it made from so so actually having those in your environment is not just a thing of like it looks this looks really great one you're recycling something another like you said you're saving something from going into landfill and also you're really engaging with the child's learning and their development which yeah. is what we're here for in early years isn't it yeah absolutely. So, so yeah it looks beautiful we'll put loads of photos on you see can we just read a little bit what what was your background how have you come into this role because it's an amazing role to have and I know you're a qualified EYT but you know early years sort of teacher but how, how did you come into this role um so my career started um in play projects open access play projects and um then I ended up going into volunteering in my daughter's preschool and I've just worked 
in out of school projects um, and then into preschool from there, early years education. But I think my background in play and play work and that whole ethos yeah. is, is embedded in my practice and that's what has influenced me, I think, as a practitioner um, of having these open-ended opportunities and uh, resources and exploration that is that is really like that's my core and I think that that's what drove me into the early years and it that's where I am I think so it's following um, through it yeah, yeah it's yeah. so so when you say like your resource so it's that open-endedness and and is it children's choice it's yeah, like yeah, like you're saying that like your play projects because you had you said a lovely thing about your play projects being like it's there's choice yeah. and it's open-ended and yeah it's it's what they you're looking at that child's play yeah. and what they really want to engage yeah. with yeah yeah so um, the yeah the the it, our, our play work ethos was free to use free to choose free to come and go as you please so it, it yeah. was the the children accessed us as as they chose they could come and go and we were there you, you spent a lot of time observing like you would in the early years yeah like, and and then you chose when you were, you know, when was your cue, when was your point to interact with these children and get to know them because they were, you know, coming in off the streets right. and it was, we were a, a play project to support these children and that was, you know, they'd come in and we'd, we'd look for our opportunity and they and just had... Well, we we used to spend time at the hill and lighting fires and oh, but that those... that whole that whole way of working is is I can see it deep embedded in the early yeah. years and is what has influenced me and the, you know my. The I way think I've you've practiced. pinpointed that. I think you've pinpointed that thing of that's what we're looking for isn't mm. it we're looking for that op opportunity of when we're and it covers across all educational yeah, ages. It's like. One, I think we've pointed out there's complete trust in the children, yeah. isn't there? Complete trust. And then there's skill and in a professional role, which is what all the early years need to be and what we all are, professional role to actually pinpoint what, when it is you can just yeah. support. Like, you're right, the observation, and we don't mean written observation, we mean actually understanding and giving the children their autonomy and also knowing when you're invited in so so ensuring and we me and Bex always talk about time space pace ensuring that that is really followed through in those yeah. play projects you are completely giving the trust to the children and this is where we come back into the ethos for here for the yeah. recycle shop isn't it it's like actually it's the ethos of of trusting children with objects that are actually a little bit different from they yeah. might normally see and also you know getting them to come and understand what it is about recycling what it is it's their planet it's their future yeah, so, so what would you say the ethos behind your your work is like the ethos and the vision here then so the recycling resources for education is based at the recycling shop and yeah. our ethos is to reduce landfill and build community so we're a community interest company and yeah. our profits go our small profits go straight back into our, our community space that we have here. Um, and when I first started volunteering here, I saw an opportunity for these items that, that they, there is a point that you get to where you can't recycle, you can't force somebody to take an item or yeah. give it a home. Yeah. Um, and 
a lot of these things I'm thinking these are gold dust for practitioners and educators and having that background myself and knowing how tight budgets are yeah. and a lot of your free time sometimes is impacted because you're in car boot sales you're in charity shops I saw an opportunity and thought let's let's get these resources and I keep calling them resources but they're real items to be used as resources in to education and make it more accessible and save time and yeah. money for practitioners well so literally you can come I've walked through here today and I'm like <laughs> yeah. I, I run a forest school with Mindy as well and um we sort of do early years lead roles yeah. as well so I've come and I've wandered through and I'm like 10 pence like 10p for that and that's something I like you say I could have traipsed around the charity shops which is great I can yeah. do that if I'm going past them but yeah. actually you could come here and you could resource your setting for very little yeah. prices even furniture like beautiful wicker chairs and everything has been rescued everything has not going into into landfill and what a sustainable message to teach the children Absolutely. as well and and all your team when you're together so when you're looking for that approach and I know like the curiosity approach is really popular and yeah. and rightly so because actually you know there's some fantastic ethoses in there and they that's what they're talking about it's, it's this wonderlust and this treasure yeah. that you're finding it's like we don't want to bypass that but you can literally come here and we'll give you the details like it, it's we're in Newent um, and we'll pop we'll pop all the details on but we can find you on Facebook can't yes. we as well so the the recycling shop CIC is our Facebook page yeah and recycling resources for education rr for ed is the dedicated educational outlet which right is okay brilliant and you're on instagram aren't you as yeah, well the recycling so, shop yeah instagram. so we'll share all that and we'll share that on our story as well but we'll we'll add that onto here as well on the bottom of the podcast so but obviously if there's anything um anybody wanted to know have you do you have any email at all um yes my email is recycling.resources.for.ed at gmail.com lovely um, and we'll, we'll pop that in as yeah. well so you can you can see that for everybody yeah who didn't quite get that but we've got it and we'll, we'll write that down but yeah. it's been absolutely fascinating here and i'm coming on i'm coming off the podcast now to go and get some treasures for myself and bring it back for the children because i can't believe the stuff that is here so honestly it is worth a trip if if you're in Gloucestershire, if you're outside of Gloucestershire, it is definitely worth the trip because you will find, you'll get to meet Joe and, and also the team that work together and you'll get to see what you can really put into practice. So, yeah. oh, thank you for joining us thank today, Joe. It's lovely. Me. And as always, if you want um, to work with me and Bex for Thriving Language, if you head to Rebecca at thrivinglanguage.co.uk or head to our website, which is www.thrivinglanguage.co.uk and we can come into your setting um, and we look at environments and we look at communication and language and we've just been published so you can find our latest book on Routledge as well. Okay, take care, guys. Bye. Bye.